Is that recording? Have I started? Um, <coughs> well, I think it has now. <coughs> yeah, it started. Okay. Oh, because that, that light came on? Yeah. Okay. I'm always trimming the beginning. Of it. Trim it, yeah, just trim the... Uh, <laughs> I'll let you do the intro. podcast. <laughs> okay. No, okay, so as promised last week, uh, we're, myself and Ashley are going to do a uh, uh, podcast about um, grunge music and also our musical influences and what uh, what what made us um, love grunge music so much. Um, and in the background, we've got a bit of Pearl Jam. I hope you, I hope you can pick that um, up. Just to just to give us a bit of uh, flavour, get us into the Squarus. Turn it down with music. So. <coughs> <coughs> yeah, so a bit of a a bit of a um, change of topic this time, isn't it? Yeah, bit of a departure from our usual podcasts. Well, yeah, I mean, music as well as film. Well, I think the remit wasn't it when you when you started it was going to be books and all, just all, yeah, any kind of entertainment really inter- wasn't it interested us <coughs> so we've done quite a few films now haven't we yeah so we thought it was about time we did music yeah and we settled on the on the grunge genre because that's kind of what we've uh, us, we were I wouldn't say we were growing up during it but it was it was very pervasive yeah during our quite 20s wasn't it quite influential and uh, <coughs> a lot of the artists of that time of like we've grown with yes definitely yeah and some of them have died yeah know, along yeah, the way watched, we've watched them die haven't we yeah quite a few of them actually yeah there ain't many left of the old the grunge no and a lot of bands like you know influences on us in different ways we thought what we might start doing <coughs> just to give us like a little foundation um, is to discuss where we both came from musically our sort of musical upbringing if you like mm. I don't know if you wanted to talk about that first Neil um, well I didn't come from a very musical <coughs> family I didn't really sort of buy records um, or listen to records in my family um, and my only sort of um, uh, way of hearing music was Top of the Pops, probably like a lot of um, other kids my age in the 70s, 80s. Um, so my earliest influences would have been, um, I think, well, I can remember my first first song that I ever bought, and that was um, uh, Living in Newton-John's. Let's oh, get physical. Olivia Neutron Bomb. Yeah, which I bought for 50p in uh, Woolies. Woolworths. Um, now defunct, obviously. Yeah, but that was basically uh, because I liked the look of her on the cover of it. She was in a leotard. Um, well, that would have been, with, was, would that have been, let's, did you say let's get physical? Yeah. Era? So I don't know when that was, maybe 80? Yeah, it must have been 80, 81, maybe. So so I was maybe 10 or 11. So yeah, I was just starting to look at women and think, oh yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So yeah, that wasn't musical. Um, later, it was uh, bands like um, uh, 
the specials and Funboy 3 which is a ska sort of band and then Madness a bit and yeah I was into Madness big yeah, time yeah um, I remember having our our house yeah on picture disc 7 inch I remember, oh, right. I remember going into uh, Boots in town because they used mm. to have a record section at the top didn't they you went up the elevator yeah, yeah. Um, or the escalator <laughs> escalator wasn't it and at the top they had all the uh, the singles right. all the, you know the top 40 I believe mm. and I remember buying that um, anyway sorry carry on I found a, what I've nicked out I found a card oh okay I'm going to show you this this is a bubblegum card oh right and I was looking through some or my mum was looking through some old uh, uh, I think it was in like an old there was like Christmas cards right and an envelope and this fell out but I will talk about that in a minute and mm. I looked at it I was like my god this is probably like this bubblegum card hmm. it's a little bit it's not too creased really but this is probably about this card's probably from about 1975 oh right fine but I'll talk about it later anyway okay. but yeah sorry man carry That's on alright um, <coughs> so yeah uh, it's madness yeah a bit of madness a bit of ska music and I really sort of like that um, and then after that I got into a bit of um New Romantics, um, uh, funnily enough, and uh, uh, Duran Duran, they were a big favourite of mine yeah. for some reason, I don't know why. Um, uh, and then, I don't know. So what's that, take you up that, to? that takes you up to sort of like the, the, the middle 80s, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Then like after that, 80. I can't really remember really listening to music for... I don't know. Well, I remember seeing Wild Boys video mm. <coughs> on um, it was some Saturday morning kids show. Mm. But I remember them making a big deal of it because at the time I think it was the most expensive yes. yeah, it was. video, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It was directed by Russell Mulcahy. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah. But he directed um, Highlander. Mm. So I, that kind of tied in with my interest in film as well. So it was like a dual. It's quite clever, really, I suppose. I mean, from a marketing perspective. But, um, yeah, it's a bit, bit Mad Max. It's a bit Mad Maxy, wasn't it? The mm. video, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, all very pop, really, up until then. Um, and I guess the <coughs> next time that I, do you want me to carry on? Yeah, yeah no, please do. Um, got into any other so during this stage obviously you're still at school aren't you you're yeah. like a teenager yeah and I don't think I really sort of was that bothered by it was, was it something that was kind of just um, in just the background there, like, sort of thing you know, top of the pops or whatever yeah. I'd yeah, watch yeah, yeah. it and I'd like it but like there was nothing you know it wasn't like I followed you didn't, you didn't yeah you didn't latch on no to, not to then because I, I was more interested in football to be honest yeah yeah well, football was my thing passion then <coughs> um and then, yeah, maybe when I left school, like 17, 18, and I started going to the pubs, and I was surrounded by uh, a lot of people who were heavily into music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in this particular pub that we used to go in. The jukebox. There was a, there was a jukebox that played predominantly rock music um, and classic rock and everything that I'd never heard before, yeah. I'd never been exposed to. And... Uh, I think it's from there that I got into rock music and then that led on to um, eventually grunge. Which um, we'll get on to, won't we? Yeah. 
but it's definitely funny you <clears throat> not funny but it's telling that you 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 flagged that up because it is very true that um it's often with the company you mix yes, isn't it yeah you perhaps peers, you, you yeah. get exposed yeah your peer group you get exposed to stuff that you might not have yeah necessarily sort yourself the same you know similar thing oh, well, to me really some some mums and dads used to play a lot of music yeah, I guess. yeah, yeah they'd yeah. be exposed to it in yeah. the home but i was never exposed to <coughs> no. music it was never part of my family no no exactly you were saying a similar thing weren't you like well, well, pretty it was basically much. my friends cool sort of lefty socialist mum who right, liked yeah, all yeah. the cool music mm. with, you know the uh, the jones boys yes the yeah. jones family yeah. infamous, I, 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 the infamous jones family but i had to use the, i had to get my um my musical kicks if you like from from them because mm. my parents were very conservative yeah so i grew up with um you know uh we we're just talking about this before we um started recording but <clears throat> i came from quite a sort of how can I put it? Yeah, quite a conservative background in that my parents didn't really. They were they were of an older generation. Well, yeah, I think both that, that of us probably uh, both of our parents, both sets of our parents are a lot older than yeah. a lot of the other parents of our yeah, exactly. generation. So yeah, I think that did have a An bearing effect. on it. It did yeah. have a bearing, yeah, because I was. I mean, my parents listened to stuff like. Um, you know, it was like Elvis and yes, yeah, I and a lot of country music, sort of like Don Williams yeah. and that was it Hank Williams or Don Williams, Don Hank, Blaine, Hank. Yeah, Hank Williams, yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, quite a lot of the sort of middle of the road, yeah, country. There's a few, yeah. you know, a few bit of bluegrass in there with like perhaps some um, early Dolly Parton and stuff, hmm. but nothing that really excited me. No, I, no. I could get really. I mean, I never played my parents' record collection. No. Um, my dad used to watch Songs of Praise, which was like a religious mm. program hosted by Harry Seacombe, the <laughs> Goons, and he'd sing along to like the, the old, uh, you know, hymns standards mm. that I totally wasn't into. I kind of regaled against that in, later yeah. on in life. Yeah. But um, so yeah, I mean, I think like you, I think one of the first, <clears throat> I think one of the first eye-opening things for me. Well, I remember going to a youth club. I had a youth, there was a youth club. I don't know if you ever had a, you ever went to yeah, a youth club. Yeah. Did you go to a youth club yes. in um, in Bindon? Yes, we did. Well, yeah, we had no, one in Smile. Had a record player. And it had a record player. Yeah, we used. To, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, you know, that's where you get slightly alternative yeah. stuff that you wouldn't have heard at home. And um, and I had a, and I had an older friend um, who was very much um, into the music of the time. He was very into rock. Right. and heavy metal mm. and I was just I think I was a little bit I wasn't ready for that yet mm. and uh, he used to try and get me into like ACDC and Iron Maiden and, and Zeppelin yeah. and Bowie mm. um, I just couldn't quite out there yeah it was just yeah exactly time. it was just a little bit too much out there for mm. me I, and um, so I kind of yeah he, he did try and I think he lent me cassettes and stuff and I, I might play him a few times but I <coughs> I didn't really get excited to it uh, excited about it really I you know I yeah I didn't really become obsessive well I wouldn't say I'm obsessive now but maybe I, I don't know but I didn't get really interested in music till later on and like you I think it took something like seeing Blondie yeah and Kate Bush on Top of the Pops yes uh, Blondie and her chiffon yeah and 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 funnily enough also something we also have in com common um, Olivia Neutron Bomb yeah I remember having the I think she did like a greatest hits album I remember going to Maidstone Archives and buying that on vinyl. 
Yeah. Um, and that had like some of her early stuff because she did a lot of she did some early uh, her early stuff was country. Oh um, right. She did like obviously she was in Greece and mm. stuff, but I think when she was in Australia starting out, she did quite a lot of country stuff. And this had like um, you know, take me home country road on it oh, and right. you know stuff like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think the advent of the the video, the pop video, got me a little bit more excited mm. about music. And again, like you, Duran Duran. Yeah. Um. Madness. Yeah. But, but yeah. even then, not you know, it was. I bought a few singles. Yeah. Um, I remember buying John Lennon's um, "Woman," I think, mm. for my mum because she was she quite liked that song. So, but I wasn't really aware of no. the Beatles' cultural yeah, significance I, perhaps at the time. I can remember buying um, <coughs> Michael Jackson's "Bad," um, but and I really liked the album, but I wasn't. I was never a big Michael Jackson fan. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I bought I Thriller. Buy, yeah, I got, I bought. I got sort of bought into the hype of that. I think right. It was, because again, it's the video that got me into yeah, it. Because it yeah. was um, Thriller, the video directed yes. by John Landis. Yeah, yeah I remember. When I remember buying the video. That was a well, massive thing. Getting my mum to buy. I think because I wasn't fifteen yet, but it was fifteen. When it was on TV, it was like a huge thing, wasn't it? Everyone, oh, it was massive. Yeah, everyone they, wanted they, to watch they it. They premiered it, didn't they? Yeah, that's right. I remember going into again. I think that was like W. H. Smiths or John Menzies or something, and mm. buying the buying the video and then buying the album. Mm. And I did listen to that a lot, Thriller, the album. Mm. And I really liked it, but yeah, I wouldn't never. I'd never claim to be a massive um, no. Jackson. In no. fact, that was the only Michael Jackson album I ever bought. This to be mm. fair, you, you bought Bad. I bought Bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember Jeremy, our friend, really liked Jackson, Michael Jackson, didn't he? Went to see him. Yes. Yeah. We did. Yeah. Whatever it was. No, but I, yeah. Um, also, like I'm just remembering now, like albums that I bought and I listened to a lot. Um, In excess. Oh yeah. Which yeah. I guess are a bit more rocky yeah 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 that's perhaps, um, the, perhaps the start of your possibly introduction to possibly. rock music he's a bit he was always, <coughs> he was always bless you sorry um a bit of a he you know thought he was jim morrison didn't he, he wanted to be in the michael jackson's um but yeah um yeah but yeah it was ne i was never like say i was like into one band or like one style of music no, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, no. I, I mean, I, I'm sure, like a lot of people, and like yourself, maybe I used to get the compilation albums. Like mm. that's, you know, that's what I call music. Yeah, I bought a couple of them. Yeah, um, the early ones, mm. maybe volume two or three, because it had stuff like Duran. You know, it'd be a compilation yeah. of Eurythmics the Eurythmics, like, yeah. Yazoo, yeah, uh, Duran Duran. It would have Adam and the Ants. It yes. would have it all sort yeah. of on there, wouldn't it? Yeah. So yeah, I, I would just buy a compilation album mm. rather than. An individual artist's album, yeah, because I used to think perhaps, oh, that's that's obviously the cream of the album. So mm. why buy why buy an album that's got a lot of filler tracks on it? Mm. I just want the the pinnacle. Yeah, and obviously later on I realised that wasn't the way to go. But but yeah, like I think I think yeah, leaving school really was mm. that's when my musical journey began because um, like you said, we mixed with because um, we mixed in the same sort of circles, didn't we? Mm. Um, and I remember sorry to go back to the Jones family he's um jo joe's mum caroline she was always really into like hippie music right so they we they played zeppelin mm. and pink floyd yeah so i think they liked a bit of the other way yeah see i've never heard of any of those yeah, bands before exactly like, i've met all those guys but what yeah. did make an impression was jeff wayne's war of the worlds right yeah. i do remember that freaking me out when i heard that mm. i listened to that it just totally blew my mind that yeah the musical version of war of the worlds i thought that was so cool mm. 
um, and Van Halen. I think that's the first time I ever heard Van Halen around oh, the right, house. Right. Because I remember they had the one. Is it is it called? Um, isn't it called? 1984. What's the one with the kids smoking the, the the angels, the cherub smoking a cigarette on the cover? Oh uh, yeah. No. Whatever. It's the one with jump on it, basically. Right. It's the album with jump on it. Okay. So that was my first exposure to like sort of that kind of American rock, I guess you'd want to call it. Yeah. Um, rather than the more radio friendly stuff that was coming out of Britain, like you know, um, pop music like Howard mm. Jones and yeah, Rhythmics and yeah. you know stuff like that. But then yeah, mixing with the guys in the Bell. <clears throat> You know, that's when the jukebox, and you hear a lot of. I got to hear a lot of Zeppelin and stuff, and I yeah. and I sort of my appreciation and yeah grew. That you, again, like your peer group tell you about a band, and then you go away, and you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go. And yeah, buy I'm gonna that. buy that. Yeah, they've said it's good, and yeah, you know, then you you <coughs> buy it and you listen to it, and yeah, then that leads to something else. Yeah. yeah, I sort of had a gradual yeah sort of yeah it was a slow yeah burn it wasn't like exactly. Um, I remember like buying my first semi rock album I bought was Mister Mister on cassette right because I really liked uh, Broken Wings. Mm. I remember that song. Yeah, but I think it's quite a big chart hit, wasn't it? Mm. So that was very like you know AOR kind of yeah bit middle of the road, lot of keyboard and you know polished production values mm. and. Um, and then I kind of was reintroduced to Iron Maiden again by a friend of mine called Tarquin on the train, and he and I kind of dismissed heavy metal, mm. and I was still at school I think at this point, and he was like, "No, you listen to this album." And I remember him; he, he set like an ultimatum for me. We were on a train journey, and the train journey probably didn't last any more than fifteen minutes. But he said, it, "I have my headphones," and I think he played. It was either Murders in the Room or that's off the Killers album. Where it might have been Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden off the first time. I can't remember which one now. But he basically said. Because I was always very dismissive, like heavy metal, it's all about Satan, and it's all like, you know, it's it's just noise. It's noise. That's all that heavy metal is. It's just noise. It's just like loud guitars and some bloke shouting, and you know, it's just rubbish. Mm. So he said, he said, put these headphones on. He said, really listen. So I got him to thank for this, really. He said, or, or you know, or maybe I mm. haven't got him not to thank for it. It's all his all his fault, basically, <laughs> Tarquin. Tarquin's fault that my um, interest in like rock music or whatever. But he said, if you get to the end of the journey, because we were getting off at the Ashford town, the, mm. bigger, the biggest, the bigger town, he said, if you don't love this album or these songs, by the time you get to the destination, then he said, there's no hope for you. But <laughs> if you really listen, uh, without prejudice, as George Michael said, mm. um, take it in, take in the musicianship and mm. you know the songwriting and these and he said I, I guarantee you will find if you open your mind man mm. you will find like a an appreciation and sure enough like you were saying about this you know going out and buying the back catalogue yeah. by the time I got to the end of my you know journey I absolutely loved what I'd heard and I was like I must basically buy mm. all that I made and stuff so right. I basically I, you know probably spent all my um when was this? Was I working? Pretty pocket money still, but I might mm. have just had a part-time job. Probably paper round. Yeah. Probably all my paper round money. And um, <clears throat> so yeah, I basically, I think I got up to uh, probably their album somewhere in time. So you know that that was about nineteen eighty six then, I guess. Right. And that was when it was like the floodgates sort of opened, and all of a sudden it was like, wow. Shit. It's like what do they call it? The um, like an epiphany. 
you know, like they call cannabis the um, or gateway drug. Gateway, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah Iron Maiden was my gateway drug yeah. to uh, <laughs> to rock music and heavy metal. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it led to a whole lot of other stuff. It did, and then uh, you know, friends like remember Ian, well, he's still about, but mm. Ian, he was really into Slayer, yeah, and Megadeth. Mm. And Metallica, yeah. And you know, I tried. I, I didn't mind Metallica and didn't mind Megadeth, but I really struggled with Slayer. Yeah, could never quite get into them. They're a little bit. Too, and we like stuff like Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, and thrash. Yeah, yeah, thrash metal. In yeah. that, that I, I kind of, you know, I toyed with that, but some of it I really liked. But it was, you know, um, it wasn't really my genre no. choice. I don't think. No. Um, and then it was Guns N' Roses, mm. and then of course we were of the age where we started going to gigs. Yeah, we went to Donington. In '88, we saw Guns N' Roses, <coughs> which was, yeah, it was I mean, amazing. And, um, again, gig. I don't think I was really that aware of who Guns N' Roses were, um, and obviously, like a lot of the people who we went with were. were. I think I was really, album. I think I was I reading Kerrang. I then. think Tarquin, he was there, wasn't he? And I think him, yeah. he again was going on. About, I remember on the coach, he probably persuaded us. He to was go, going yeah. on about um, Guns N' Roses, yeah, um, Appetite for Destruction, Ooh. the album, like saying yeah. how good it was. So Tarquin, yeah, he has. It's, it's, yeah, he was. He's quite integral, isn't he? Yeah, to yeah. Story, really. Yeah. And we kind of bump into him occasionally, don't we? Right? Occasionally, he, like, yeah. Lives don't where he lives, but we, yeah. we're often at gigs, and he'll be there. That's right. Well, yeah. He has been a couple of times, I think. Yeah. Or at least once. That was at that Peeping Tom gig, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Mike, um, Pattern. Mike Patton's band <coughs> he happened to be in front of us mm. which was really random that's right yeah so he's a yeah he's, yeah kind of abiding influence mm. or you know yeah figure but um so, yeah. yeah and then Ozzy mm. got into Ozzy for a while and sort of some proggy stuff like Magnum I got in I got into Magnum and uh, Jeffro Toll I sort of went back and you know, I bought, bought Zeppelin got really into Zeppelin and sort of had to get all the the back catalogue of you know the Zeppelin albums um, and so yeah and, and then it was kind of the glam metal explosion wasn't it in the 80s so mm. you had all the glam metal bands Guns N' Roses obviously opened the floodgates to um, every band wanted to sort of replicate that yeah. that phenomenon didn't they really mm. so you had you know Poison and Bon Jovi and yeah I was never really into any of that um, I don't know I don't know what I was doing but I wasn't listening to any of that maybe you were I think I might have gone back to Poppy stuff again, possibly. Because like, we got out, we fell out. Of, well, we're not that on them. Well, let's have a, we fell out of touch a little for a little while, didn't we? But, yeah, a couple of years. But in the in the sort of I don't know. in the late eighties, we were sort of about together. When we go yeah. in the Bell Pub and listen to yeah. Jackpots. I don't know. I think I I was listening <coughs> to a lot of um, female vocalists. Songstresses. Yeah. Um, I mean that's another thing. Like Tori Amos, well, yeah, like, Tori Amos, and and you were um, Heather Nova, yeah, yeah, and other. Um, I had a thing for Kathy Dennis. Kathy Dennis, yeah. Can you join our fan club? No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't join our fan club. <laughs> I should have done. You had a picture on your of her. I on did, your yeah, I, yeah, I, I did remember that. It. Yeah, it's a bit embarrassing now. Have you still got it? No, no, no. Yeah, I think I went sort of the other way. I went sort of into the. I mean, I quite like the melody of. I like that gritty, earthy kind of the stuff like Guns N' Roses, which was seemed to be very honest and you know it was a bit sleazy. Some of it I didn't always get on with some of the lyrical content. You were into you, you, Motley Crue and all that. Yeah, of. I did. I I sort of flirted with them. I kind of went off them when I got a bit older. I I sort of I kind of thought they. I started to think they were a bit naff. Mm. To be fair, you know the lyrics were quite. It's, it's hardly Shakespeare, is it? Like <laughs> um, Motley Crue lyrics. 
And Def Leppard. And Def Leppard, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm massive into Leopard. Mm. Yeah, yeah, how can I forget them? Mm. I mean, yeah, I was hugely into them. Um, Hysteria, I remember buying that, getting on the train to Folkestone and going to our price and on mm. the, the day it came out to buy that because I was really excited about um, about buying that album. Mm. About 1987, that was. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I, mean, I, still, I still quite like Leopard, but other stuff kind of fell by the wayside, really. It just seemed a little bit... Um, sort of old hat and a bit bit cheesy really mm. lyrically and that um, and yeah. that's sort of getting us well that's the, the way we're going because yeah. we were discussing about like um that grunge was sort of like a a reaction against well yeah hair it metal. was it was definitely a complete response you know, wasn't it to sort that. of like punk was in the yeah, 70s yeah was a reaction against the, the sort of prog rock yeah of like yes and yeah you know bands so like grunge that, was exactly. like a movement in a way, wasn't it? Like a musical movement, um, sort of anti a lot of the Cock music. Rock. Yeah. It was like saying, you know, fuck you, we're not, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Like, we're not going to dress <laughs> up and be Back pretty, we're not going to be pretty boys. You know, we're going to play sort of dirty fucking rock music. Yeah, yeah. Get back you know. to, back to basics yeah. really, wasn't it? Yeah, because um, again, I think a bit like rock had become in the seventies. It all, it all, it became, or it, it was becoming very corporate yeah. and overproduced. Yeah, and yeah, the grunge movement kind of, and the same with the glam metal that, or the cock rock or whatever you want to call it, that mm. like stuff like White Snake. It all became very overproduced. Yeah, didn't it? like the videos were all soft focus and. You know the back combed hair and mm. the shoulder pads, yeah. wasn't it? And it all became rather corporate and mm. not manu- manufactured, isn't it? Really? Yeah. And of course, I guess you could say, you know, grunge in the end came a little bit. In like the that. end, the the industry got hot. They they saw a market, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. And they like with Nirvana and all that. You know, they, you know, they they were just looking for the next big thing. Yeah, they were like, they? oh, this is the next big thing. So we're gonna like. Yeah, we're gonna get loads of grunge bands. That sounds. Let's go to Seattle and just sign every yeah. grunge band that's in Seattle. Yeah. Or if we can't find them, we'll just manufacture them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I mean, there were a lot. Of, you know. Oh, is that? I always struggle with Bush. Yeah, they were. Because always they yeah. were like they were like at the arse end of grunge, weren't they? Really? Yeah, they were. The, yeah. You know, when it was at its peak. Yeah. And they were like Britain's answer to. Yes. And they were very successful. They were very successful, but I always thought they were a little bit naff. Yeah. They weren't doing anything new, really. No, no. And that movement had kind of it, it had gone. Yeah, it had yeah. gone, really, hadn't it? Yeah. It was a, it was massive for about four or five years, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And then it kind of exploded, and yeah. But yeah, Bush were kind of at the arse end of it, really. Yeah. A bit late to the party. They didn't like. really have anything new to, to add. say. No, not exactly. It'd been done. So was, yeah. Um, Maybe they just underlined it. Yeah. By the way, that card, that bubblegum card, it's it's the fucking Bay City Rollers. Oh right. That's one band I was into. Yeah. Which I, I was, you shouldn't yep. really admit to now. It's probably as bad yes. admitting to liking Gary Glitter, isn't yeah. it? But yeah. Um. That, there you go. No, I, yeah, I, yeah. Bay City Rollers, yeah, they were. Whatever. But that's I, that's Scottish boy band. That's right. I don't know who he is, but he's he's one of them. But uh, yeah, I think it does say actually. Bay City Rollers. I can't. I've got my glasses on. I can't read it. I think the singer was the uh, McCurn. I remember that, but I don't remember anything else about them. That's oh, Les. That's Les. Les Woody. All oh, right. I think it says Woody. Is that the drummer? 
Probably, because I think he... Oh, well, I, I he looks a bit like Davy Jones there. He's not the one who got done for paedophilia, is Yeah. Uh, child porn one. Okay. <laughs> I think he's dead now. Okay, well, we can talk about it and then he's dead. I think he is. He might not I be. hope so. I mean, I don't <laughs> hope so, but I mean, well, maybe I do. I don't know. We'll get, we'll get out of that hot, hot potato, that one. But anyway. Um, am I, Allegedly. I'll sell that on eBay for, um, you know... We'll have to get our lawyers to uh, <laughs> pass. Yeah. See what we can... Pass this one. Yeah. But anyway, back to grunge. <clears throat> so, wow, yeah. How did... Well, like, you're... Now, you... You're, you're partly responsible. I think I bought, I'll tell you how I got it. I'll tell you now, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you my, because I used to read Kerrang at the time, and I, t- and I basically, I didn't buy every five, you know, um, Kerrang used to have a review system where it was like five Ks, mm. and if you got five Ks, it was like, that was like the album, mm. you had to buy that. I didn't really give five out very often, but if it did, you knew it was worth, uh, you know, buying. And I think I remember, I bought, Soundgarden, an, um, an album called Loud Love, which I think was their, it was either their second or third album, but I wasn't aware of them previously. Mm. They'd done a few. I mean, they really were quite the, um, I think they were the instigator. They were they were pre-Nirvana. Right. Like, a lot of people, um, they, was, they, they, they get was kind of lumped into the whole sound, and, and, and as their success kind of came after Nirvana, yeah. they kind of as seen as successors, but, I'm pretty sure that they actually were were before Nirvana, mm. um, because even um, Loud Love was about '88, right. so that was still hair metal era. Yeah. So they were very, very pioneering, really, yeah. because no one was kind of doing that that doom doomy sound of like a mixture of Zeppelin and a mixture of Black mm. Sabbath, because you had like Chris Cornell's Robert Plant esque vocals mixed with kind of tiny Iommi's sort of doomy riffs and that that was kind of the sound of Soundgarden um, and I remember buying that album and there's a, a song called Loud Love which is a really good song it starts with a really sort of discordant riff at the beginning um, really chunky sort of riff and uh, yeah it took me a while to I mean uh, that's something yeah. with them I, mm. I we, we did that uh, Super Unknown was another one that mm. it, I, I found their albums you had to really yeah they tested you a little bit. Wasn't yeah. I wasn't found, immediate. I found the earlier stuff like that. Uh, that album um, quite uh, inaccessible. Yeah. At yeah. the time, like I, I couldn't like I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, it took me a long time. Yeah. I mean, I bought Loud Love, and then I, um, I can't think of the, the, the following up album, but I bought Super Unknown, and that bass I played it once, just couldn't. Yeah. Couldn't get it. No. Didn't. Couldn't really connect with it and it took taking that album to university when we went away yeah yeah so that that album literally sat on my shelf for about like uh i don't know when it came out 92 was it but it sat on my shelf basically for a couple of years because then it just you know i'd, I'd dip in now and again try mm. and play it still couldn't quite get what it was where it's coming from no but it took going to uni mm. and on a car ride with you playing stone temple pilots mm. first album core yeah, Stone Temple Pilots were big, sort of, and still are. Like, you know, I was even listening to them today. Like, um, so yeah, um, yeah. I was never like um, Nirvana. No, I, I never yeah. got Nirvana ever. Well, people always ask. I mean, like they always ask me, but some people have said like, "Oh, you like grunge? You must like Nirvana." No. And um, my my excuse for that, or or whatever, is that 
I had a sort of finite amount of grunge bands that I could kind of follow, mm. and my list had already been taken up with Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, mm. Stones and Pilots. I didn't really have room for another one, so, that, yeah. so consequently I didn't listen to much Alice in Chains. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. Alice in Chains, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and I didn't listen to much Nirvana. I mean, obviously, Teen Smells Like Teen Spirit no. was all over the radio, yeah, so no. you couldn't avoid it. But I never bought, I never owned a copy of it. Mm. I think it was part of me that was like because they were too. Yes, they were popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone was everyone was going on about I, it. I didn't like them. I, I was a bit like that. If, yeah, it's a bit, a bit like, like everyone likes and they can't be that good. Yeah, yeah. If so it, I was looking yeah. for like something the more obscure. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Lots of populist stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, th I think I probably I'd have to agree with you on that. Yeah, because people were just banging on about Nirvana all the time. Mm. I was like, well, you know, what about these guys? These guys have got good songs as well. Yeah. Should we listen to these guys? Mm. So yeah, Pearl Jam, like you say, um, uh, Stone Temple Pilots, and um, Soundgarden. Yeah, the big three for me as well. Yeah, the big um, three. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I can. I pre. I suppose perhaps later in life, I I an appreciation for. Um, Nirvana, yeah, and their influence, yes. but I, yeah, I just didn't. Uh, no, no, I just kind of missed the boat, really. And and, yeah. and it's it's the same thing, really, with like the Beatles. If we're going back to different yes. eras, yeah, I acknowledge their massive influence yeah. on music. And, not, and, I, and the, you know, there's no doubt about it; they were brilliant songwriters mm. and musicians. But I just never quite got into them because I got into Zeppelin, mm. and that consumed all my yeah listening time. I didn't have time for an, another sort of. Late sixties, well, they were peers were fifties, weren't they originally? But mm. but I'd never, I didn't have a. This, this sounds quite narrow-minded, really, but maybe it is. But I just didn't have time for, you know, to, to go through all that back catalogue of Beatles albums mm. when I not when I was being satisfied musically by Zeppelin and on the and the current crop of, you know, bands that existed in mm. the in the eighties. Uh, well, I mean, you talking about Led Zeppelin was almost like a connection with grunge I, I would say because of like if you think of like some of the heavy riffs that you get in Led Zeppelin songs you get in grunge don't you oh so, yeah yeah I mean those sort of ba bands like um, Led Zeppelin and the distorted uh, guitar. Black Sabbath must have influenced those young musicians oh definitely I mean Pearl Jam like, have had they've yeah. had Robert Plant yeah. coming on so and you you look at Foo Fighters. Yes, they had yeah, Jimmy Page massive. and, and um, John Paul Jones, didn't they? Yeah, Dave Grohl was a massive, um, yeah, Led Zeppelin fan. But he nearly drummed for them, didn't he? At the o, the eighty yeah, yeah. gig, the yeah. seven when they got back together. But yeah. they, they got J Jason Bonham in the end, mm. which is fitting, obviously. But but he did he did um, I think he I think he did audition for it. Mm. Um, yeah, Dave Grohl, he's another one. Like, well, obviously uh, from the from the Yeah, um, I. I wouldn't say I, I'm a fan of Foo Fighters, but I can appreciate, yeah, their music. Yeah, I mean he's a he's an amazing mu yeah, musician, Dave Grohl. Yeah, I, I'm a bit I of a problem with their music. So it just it, I, they've done some really good songs. They've yeah. done a handful of really brilliant songs, but I always find them a little bit middle of the road. Yeah, it might sound a bit harsh. Well, but they're very they're very commercial, aren't they? They're they, very commercial. They've yeah. got a, like a wide. Um, fan base, yes, they? yeah, which yeah, they're not a kind of band that, that alienates an audience, are they? No, you they're know? not. 
they're not edgy, are they? Really? That's that's the that is probably it, isn't it? They're Whereas not edgy. I, I like a bit of edginess, a bit of danger, which yeah. you got with stuff like Stone Temple Pilots yes. with, with Scott Whedon, obviously. Yes, he was a you know a dangerous kind of guy, wasn't he? Yeah, um, that sort of rock charisma. and roll element to a performance, or you know, <clears> never quite knew what you were going to get. Yeah, you know, it, it might be rubbish you know, yeah. one night, but then the next night it's like it could be electric. Yeah, it was kind of yeah. It, I mean, I mean, I'm sure it obviously is very rehearsed, but it, it, it lacks. It has that. I think it goes back to that Guns and Roses, the early Guns and Roses stuff, whereas it, it wasn't polished. Yeah, it almost had that punk sort of ethic. It's, yeah, it's like that, that punk, punk attitude, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Grunge did have that, I think. Yeah, it was anti-establishment. Yeah. It was like sticking two fingers up to the man. Yeah, and it was about stuff that you could relate to. It was about you know, it, you know. Um, I mean, it gets sort of um, you know, it gets the piss taken out of it and ridiculed for it, but uh, quite often in stuffy music magazines. But it was about you know, to me, it was about disaffected. Yeah, young. You know, when you're young and you feel a bit disaffected. Young men. Yeah, men. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, men yeah. talking about their feelings. Trying to like. find your yeah. way in the in the in the world, you know, and yeah. your place in everything. And, mm. and it spoke to, I'm sure us. You know, as twenty somethings. I mean, we were in our twenties, weren't we? Mm. When when sort of grunge exploded. Um, Eighty eight, seventy one. I was about seventeen actually, but I mean seventeen, eighteen, mm. Te- teenagers. Mm. So that's the kind of time when you. When you want something to come along and 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 express what you're feeling, don't yeah, you? That's yeah. what that bass, that music did. It expressed how you were feeling. Yeah. You felt awkward. Yeah. You felt disaffected. You felt, you know, ostracised or whatever. You, mm. you felt like a bit of a fuck up or a, you know. Yeah. Like you didn't have a place in yeah, you didn't society in. or whatever. Yeah, people looked at you. Yeah. Felt like a misfit, yeah. Didn't you really? Yeah. Well, I'm not saying you did, but I mean, one felt a bit like a misfit, yeah. And here's, here, here comes a musical genre, and they're all which misfits. is saying, yeah, exactly, they're all misfits, and saying, yeah, yeah, we fucking know what you're feeling. Yeah. Here's a song about it. Yeah. You can bang your head and yeah, whatever. Yeah. To it and pump your fists and whatever. That's right. Yeah. And then you, yeah, it's all about belonging, isn't it? To, yeah. A tribe, if you like. Yeah. 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 Rock, rock music and grunge sort of. I think good good rock music, good music. Yes, it should do that. Yeah, whether it's rock or whatever is on it, it should provoke you in that way. Yeah, it, it should, should speak to you, yeah. shouldn't it? And that's why I have a big problem with pop music. Yeah, is because it's very surface. Yeah, and shallow and superficial. Mm. Generally, isn't it? Not all of it, but generally, it's all about having a good time. Yeah, and partying. Don't think about tomorrow. Get, yeah, don't get too deep about. Yeah. stuff just like go and have a dance yeah or... have a dance have a party yeah. I'll be there you know yeah whereas you know good music not just grunge but good music to, like for me introspective should, yeah you know I'm not talking about introspection like Coldplay which no about old bollocks but I mean but um, yeah it should it should challenge you shouldn't it should it? make you think about... exactly and yeah. for me 99% of pop music doesn't challenge me no it just it's you know it's just superficial surface although some good pop music good does. pop music does yeah you know and some you know there's stuff from the 80s that, that yeah. you know even the new, the new romantic stuff you were talking about earlier you yeah. know like Ultravox mm. stuff like that Roxy Music yeah um, yeah you know and Bowie he was popular yeah but I mean he challenged yes he, he, you know he challenged his 
yeah. his audience, didn't he, really? Because he would just reinvent himself. Well, he never stood still, did no. he? Like, even till. So you the had day to died, really, like, you, know? you had to adapt. I mean, if you yeah. like, if you like glam rock with Ziggy Stardust, you must have been really shocked when, you know, he sort of reinvented himself as the thin white duke and yeah. did, like, let's dance and stuff, mm. which is more like a disco sort of sound. Well, he was challenging the whole thing about sexuality, wasn't well, he? Well, yeah, like, exactly. You know, gender and all that, you know, before it anyone else was doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, he's another one, like, I was never really sort of into him, but I, again, I can appreciate, like, what he did and, you know, his... Legacy. Legacy legacy in music. Yeah, I mean, that's getting off the grunge bit. Well, I think it's... Well, you say that, but... Scott Whedon was from Stunts yes. Park, was very influenced by Bowie. That's true, yeah. And there's a, there's a lot of stuff on the, the later albums. It's, it's Bowie-esque. Yes. So, that yeah, is it, very true, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he's a big Bowie fan, Sex Pistols fan, so yeah. a lot of that was permeated yeah. the sound you could tell mm. yeah you know everything kind of gets reinvented and repackaged it does it? yeah and that's and the way you it all is, feed right? off your own influences don't you of course which I guess is what we're talking about anyway really isn't it oh yeah definitely yeah um, yeah but talking about Stone Temple Pilots they're sort of sick you were talking about Bush yeah being like at the arse end yeah um, Stone Temple Pilots were always sort of, I always felt like uh, looked down upon. Oh, definitely, yeah. With it from the grunge. Well, of well, community. of the, if we're gonna say of the big, th- of the, well, Alice in Chains, they were probably they were probably were they before Stone Temple Pilots? Yeah, they were. Yeah. So if you look at the big three, yeah, you had Pearl Jam. Well, you had Soundgarden. Well, no, four isn't it really? You had Nirvana, Pearl yeah. Jam, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, and like yeah. you say. At the end, of the, you know, number five was probably Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. So yeah, they always got sort of unfairly yeah. um, called out as being derivative and yeah, and, and you know, just basically hanging onto the coattails, copying of, yeah, what had already come before. Yeah, exactly. But I don't believe that's true. If you listen to, you know, I think certainly post Core. I mean, Core, the first album, you can that was very much part of that grunge tradition, wasn't it? Yeah. That you know that fit very easily into all, all the rest of the sound that was going on yeah. you know the sort of Eddie Vedder-esque mm-hmm. baritone sort of vocals but then after that they went their own sort of way didn't that's they that's right yeah they, they grew did, they definitely yeah. they definitely evolved into something very different yeah um, and you listen to later stuff it's um, it has its own identity mm. yeah it's in, yeah you can you, it wears its influences on its sleeve you know the Bowie type sound and yeah you know things like that um, but it's I think a bit like they, like, like they all did, really. They all kind of evolved, didn't they? Yeah. Even Pearl Jam, mm. you know, the first two albums were of that sound, and then they sort of went a bit. I think they probably maybe they went too far in in and trying not to be pigeonholed, and they did a lot of sort of. Um, it was almost like sort of underground punk albums, which I kind of struggled a little bit with, mm. like Black Flag esque. Yes. Stuff, and then yeah. they did stuff with Neil Young, didn't they? They worked with him yeah. on an album. Yeah. Like it's almost like they were trying deliberately to kind of get, get out w- of that, get away from yeah their origins. Or whatever. Yeah, which you can understand because I, yeah. you know, um, but like all those bands, they just became so huge, didn't they? Overnight, yes. like yeah. massive. Yeah. Um, and yeah, what you what you hear from interviews with Eddie Vedder and and you know a lot of that those guys, they didn't really like, they didn't, they were uncomfortable with the fame aspect mm. of it, um, and, the, and the, you know what it 
the, you know, their privacy being impinged on because they became so huge. And they, you know, it's that double-edged sword, isn't it? You want to be a bit of an edgy underground band and cool, mm. but, you know, that don't pay the rent, does it? No. Um, and then once you get big, well then, have you, have you just, haven't you just sold out to the man? That's right. So it's, it's like, um, it's a balance of that, I mean, isn't it? Chris Cornell, in his solo work, you know, he, uh, do you think, like, as a solo artist, he was possibly more successful than uh, Soundgarden? Like, he, he's, did he sell, like, because he, he, he had a lot of commercial um, hits, didn't he? Like, he did an album with Timberland he, or something. It was almost like I've dance never, music. I've never heard that album, actually. Yeah, I tried listening to yeah, it. Yeah, it got really bad reviews. And it's so different yeah. from him, like... Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, I don't know. And maybe no, just trying to try to did the Bond thing, did didn't Yeah, I think he was. You know my name. Yeah. Um, so yeah. But yeah, he, he was. I think as older statesman, you know, as older, you know, the, there's. I guess maybe he wanted some sort of credibility beyond, you know, the the pigeonhole of. Yeah. Of uh, of of rock music or grunge because he kind of. I mean, I don't know who split the band up, but I mean, they, they sort of came to quite an, um, cause I remember, I remember getting tickets to go and see him. At, um, I'm sure they were going to play Reading, that Reading gig we went to in 94. Right, right. I'm positive. I got tickets to go and, cause I really wanted to see them and they, they split up before that gig. Um, and we got, um, Red Hot Chili Peppers as replacement. That's right. Yeah. And, um, and I was gutted mm. cause I really wanted to see Soundgarden. Yeah, yeah. One of the bands that I've I wish I'd seen, but I've never did. Yeah, and they they mm. came to a, a rather sort of sad end, really. At um, down on the upside was the album that kind of broke them up, and I think perhaps they had they felt like they'd reached their, you know, the perhaps the limits of their creativity, and then you know, like you say, Chris Cornell went on to do solo work. A yep. lot of his stuff is really good. Yeah, and, and Audio Slave. Yeah, Audio Slave. Yeah, which were another good band. Yes. Um, and then of course yeah well we have, we can't sort of talk about grunge without talking about suddenly some of the tragic side of it we mm. lost Chris Cornell a couple of years ago didn't we yeah. and, and Scott Weiland yeah. as well yeah and uh, yeah it's, that's uh, and obviously Cobain went yeah and the first uh, one and lead singer of Alice in Chains yeah he went um, yeah mostly to drug and drink Abuse yeah. or other mental health, or you know, a mixture of all of those. Yeah, all those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like a genre that um, it it and they're all these singers. It had well. its fair share of sort of oh, no, yeah. It's it's fair share of casualties. Casualties, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's um, and still the Pearl Jam soldier on. Yeah. Yeah. So where do you think? So what? What's what is okay? We've had grunge, you know, as a massive movement for say, you know, obviously some of the bands are still going. Mm. Alice in Chains have reinvented themselves, got a new singer. Mm. Um, so they they're still gigging. Stone, Stone Temple Pilots. Stone Temple Pilots, exactly. They're still sort sort of grunge survivors, if you like. Yeah. But what is there anything? We had Britpop, obviously, in the in the sort of you know the mid nineties that didn't really 
been much for me. We had Oasis no. and yeah. Pulp and Blur and that, that kind of. I, I guess Oasis were, were more guitar rock, but yeah, but more Beatles. Yeah, Beatles esque, definitely influenced by the Beatles. What what's what have we got to what, what I don't know, you know? I don't know this climate that we're in the moment. You know, sort of a political upheaval and social unrest, etc. You know, do you think it's gonna will it will it birth a new musical movement, or do you think everything is so homogenised and yeah. you know, everyth- obviously technology now is so I don't know. It's almost like an overload, isn't there? Yeah, it's almost too much choice nowadays. Mm, there is, yeah, um, oversaturation. Yeah, I don't know. I can't really. really. I mean. Obviously, we're not of the generation now that would get it, even if it it's gonna. F- well, it I may have already happened. I, I don't know. A little bit. I mean, I, I I guess we're talking UK now, because um. But I mean, there seems to be a a, a big, uh, Grimes the, the yeah. movement over here at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. And there's a big. I, I guess, and, and that's kind of that's born of rap, isn't it? Yeah, and that's from the street. Yeah. Isn't it? Like that's come from, which I guess is similar to like punk or grunge or how gangster rap came about in in America yeah in you know, WA and yeah public enemy and stuff like that yeah that seems to be very they all seem to be a bit disaffected don't they yeah like youth so yeah I mean maybe that's the closest you've got at the moment but do you think us old rockers do you think are we a dying breed is there any I mean obviously rock music still exists yeah but do you think it's more it's more niche now isn't it yeah because it doesn't get played on the radio no. you very rarely hear a, you might get the Foo Fighters yeah they might get played because they're quite commercial yeah and you know they're not going to say fuck or anything in the lyrics yeah. so they you know um, I don't think it's relevant to like uh, young people because obviously you've got a You've got a young son. You've got yeah. A, um, no, he's not interested in uh, rock music really. Is he interested in music, or do you think? Yeah, he's interested in like he seems to know like a lot of the chart music. Oh, okay, he's, yeah, he's aware of chart music. He listens to a lot of radio, radio one, yeah. I think. Well, I think like I used. To, I'm sure you. Yeah. I mean, I used to listen to the top forty countdown on radio yeah. one when I was when I was. But that even that's not relevant. Well, that's it? not relevant anymore now because everything's streaming and yeah, this, yeah. But I mean, um, I don't know. I don't, yeah. Just kind of intrig- I mean, I just think there's so many. There's so much more temptation from other, other sort of entertainment media now, isn't there? There's, there's computer games, yeah, and there's like YouTube, and there's all these other. There's yeah. like apps, and you know, all kinds of. Th- well, yeah, I guess, I guess what we're kind of doing, even this, this wouldn't have been a thing, would it? Have no. been. Uh, you know, twenty years ago, people didn't do podcasts. Oh, no. That's a modern. That's a modern yeah. phenomenon, isn't Being it? Being able really? to broadcast basically to whoever and create yeah. your own stuff, isn't it? I mean, your even own if it's only ten or twelve video. people like listening, like you know, that you'd never be able to have done that because the technology didn't exist, did it? No, and it would have existed, but it would it would be prohibitively expensive. Yeah, you'd have to buy. You'd have to have a recording studio, wouldn't you? Exactly. Um, back in the day, mm. but now you can just do everything pretty much in in your mobile phone, can't yeah. you? It's, it's like a multimedia station now, isn't it? Yeah. Your mobile. Um, I mean, this is done on a on a recording. Uh, yeah, digital device. recorder. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's affordable now, isn't it? Yeah. When you think back to the eighties, they would have probably been hundreds, if mm. not thousands of pounds. Yeah. And now it's you know it's affordable, isn't it? Mm. So it has opened up 
and made um, creativity more accessible mm. to people who wouldn't have had that luxury, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. So for, for young people today, actually, there is a lot of opportunity, isn't there, if yeah. they want to grab it? Yeah. It's potentially easier to make music, distribute music, but it's harder to get it heard, yeah, I think, yeah. than it probably was back in the 90s or 80s or before that. You, you were know. probably like a, you know, you were, you were a big fish in a small pond back then, yeah. now you're just a little fish in a big pond. Yeah, there's fucking millions out there trying to do exactly the same thing. Um, you only have to scour YouTube, don't you? Exactly, really? yeah. Every man and his dog's got a YouTube channel yeah. and a, you know... Or podcast. Or a podcast, like, yeah. Millions of people out there doing exactly the same as we're doing tonight in the hope that <coughs> maybe they'll Someone become the next sensation or whatever, um, in whatever. Um, but, yeah. So maybe, do you think do you think talking's the new rock and roll then, is it? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I think... It's possibly, um, you, you can be much more direct, I think, um, and if you've got something to say, um, people seem to listen, you know, people are, they're not listening to normal radio anymore, I don't think, No, and no. Um, people are, like, downloading a lot of podcasts and about various things. And you know, there's also like Netflix people binge watching yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's a, that's a sort of recent you know, phenomenon, binge, isn't it? Yeah, to binge watch and to binge listen. You know, I binge listen like a lot of podcasts. You know, um, and so yeah, I think possibly those are the. They, the th those kind of things, like podcasts, vlogging, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Um, yes. Yeah, like YouTube and everything. Yeah, they, they seem to be the. But just people who think they've got a message to, yeah, you know, broadcast. Yeah, I think music will always be there, but I don't. I'm not so sure whether it's so relevant to and the, it, the and youth. would that you know for taking that debate to, to the extreme is that a, is that a bad thing? If music died, the yeah. day the music died, do you think that's is that is that would should we if music did die should we should we mourn it or should we just say well that's progress you know no I think that would be like very sad because music is a is a something that goes back to the dawn of time like with man expressing themselves you know through a different medium rather than speaking or whatever um, it, it really is an art form isn't it it's, it another, is, it's yeah. another form of art like painting yeah. or you're speaking through these these instruments yeah, where yeah. they're not wanting to get too poncy or whatever. Wow, right. And you know Effectively that is the case though, isn't it? Yeah. And, and, and you're speaking words like in you know, melodies and like tunes and you know yeah, it's complicated stuff. Yeah, music. I think it, I think it's just amazingly deep how like, you know, also um, you know, someone had to create. It's innovation. Someone had to yeah. create those instruments, didn't they? Mm. They had to make strings and they had to carve. And then someone wood. gets hold of it and they do something like totally amazing. It's with up it. there with fire and yeah. you know, uh, finding you know a tin and you exactly. know 
you're creating something that wasn't there before and it's something you know it's not like fashioning a weapon out of it's fashioning something that's creative and, yeah. and you know it's, it is almost ethereal isn't it it's of exactly. of the of the earth isn't it and you can listen to a song and it can immediately take you somewhere take you back somewhere to a time or whatever or make you think about a moment in your life oh wow yeah so much and, so um, much like or it can change your mood like if you're sad you might listen to a certain type of music uh, or if you're happy you might listen to another type of music you know it it, it yeah I, no, I, think, I think I'm sure you know and I'm sure I'm not I'm speaking for you but I'm sure I'm not speaking out of turn for me you know especially spe you know, particularly in the last you know uh, 30 years music has been the soundtrack to my life really mm. and like you said about you hear a song and it can take you back to a certain time so many songs I can do that I, I, I play it and it just reminds me of you know like like you know that the, the Stones Out of Pilots I'm cool I can put that on that reminds me of us taking that long car journey from here to uh, um, to Cornwall when we drove and um, yeah that's so evocative of that and that's like you know that's 30 years ago mm. um, so it's yeah the power of of music is is immeasurable really personally and what I would say on my closing notes dear listeners mm. you know if you're going to listen to something listen to it with your mind and your heart hope you listen to that sounds, that sounds very pretentious actually mm. but I apologise for pretension but really you know listen take the if, if, if there's an album you like tonight or today put it on and really listen to it listen to it like Tarquin told me to listen to that Iron Maiden mm. album and really listen to it listen to the individual components of of you know the individual instruments and the, and listen to the voice and listen to what makes that song what it is mm. and maybe find a, a newfound appreciation because I know you know for me if it's if it's worth listening to it's really worth yeah. listening to yeah. you know intensely mm. and that's that's kind of my no, I think you I think you've just summed up uh, in that few sentences what I feel yeah that's no, very true I don't think I could put it any better myself well on that cod profundity <laughs> that I tried to crowbar in there I will bid you adieu yeah and hope you enjoyed this podcast guys and um, maybe next time we'll perhaps uh, we'll resume to our normal movie this podcast next time we'll see yeah. how we feel yeah but I'm sure there'll be another music one somewhere down yeah, the line yeah yeah uh yeah, um, I would say that this uh, this grunge podcast is now well and truly over. So a bit like grunge itself, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See awesome. ya. Bye bye.